0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Financial Literacy for All podcast. I hope all of you are doing well and ready to take another step towards slowly becoming more financially literate. In episode three, we talked about stocks, what they are, how the price of a stock is defined, why you should buy stocks and how to analyze a stock. So if you want to learn more about stocks, make sure to check out our last episode. So today, continuing our asset class talk, we will discuss bonds. This episode will cover everything you need to know to have a well-rounded understanding of what a bond is and how they work. So what is a bond? How is the price of a bond defined? Why should you buy bonds? And while these may sound like superficial questions, there's so much to dive into. So make sure to stick until the end of this episode. First and foremost, let's define what a bond is. A bond is a type of, of debt security representing an agreement between the bond issuer and the bond holder. In this agreement, the issuer promises to pay interest to the bond holder and to repay the principal, also known as a face value or par value at maturity. So, bonds are issued by many entities such as corporations, municipalities, and governments. So, these corporations, municipalities, and governments are the bond issuers. For example, corporations may issue bonds to raise capital for various purposes, such as building new facilities, expanding operations, or funding research and development. Governments, on the other hand, may also issue bonds to finance infrastructure projects or to fund their budget deficits. In general, bonds are issued as a way for these entities to raise capital without issuing new equity. So when an investor purchases the bond, they are essentially lending money to the issuer in exchange for the promise of periodic interest payments and also the repayment of the principal which is what you invested at maturity. The issuer of the bond is responsible for paying the bondholder interest on the bond typically on a semi, semi-annual basis. The maturity date is the date on which the issuer must return the bondholders principal. So bonds have several key characteristics that define them as a debt security. First of all, they have a face value or also known as a power value. So this is the amount that the bond will be worth at maturity. Maturity is when the bond expires, so it's when uh, the bondholder receives all of the money back. The face value uh, is typically set by the issuer and is usually expressed in a currency such as dollars or euros. Then there's the maturity, which is the date on which the issuer must return the bondholder's principal. So bonds can have different maturity dates from a few months to even several decades. There is also the coupon rate. So this is the interest rate that the bond will pay you. The coupon rate is expressed as a percentage of the bond's face value and is usually fixed over the period of time which you will be a bondholder. And the bondholders receive periodic interest payments based on the coupon rate. Next, there's the credit rating, which is a measure of the credit worthiness of the bond issuer, which reflects the issuer's ability to make interest and principal payments on time. So agencies such as the Standard and Poor's which uh, represents the S&P 500, Moody's and Fitch, uh, these are the businesses and the corporations that assign ratings to bond issuers based on their likelihood of defaulting, which means uh, basically complying uh, with their debt obligations. Next there's the yield, which is uh, the bond which is the return an investor receives from holding the bond. There are different ways to measure bond yields, such as the current yield, the yield to maturity, and the yield to call. Next, there is the interest uh, rate risk, which is the risk that the bond prices will decline due to changes in interest rates. So long-term bonds tend to have more interest rate risk than short-term bonds, given the unpredictability of of the economy. So now that we understand what a bond is and some of its characteristics, which is what we just talked about, let's discuss how the price of a bond is determined. So the price of a bond is determined by the interaction of various market forces, such as interest rates, credit risk, and also supply and demand. The most important factor that affects the price of a bond is the country's interest rate. As bond prices and interest rates have an inverse relationship, when interest rates rise, bond prices fall. And when interest rates fall, bond prices rise. This happens because as interest rates rise, new bonds are issued with higher coupon rates, making older bonds less attractive to investors. Therefore, when interest rates increase, bond prices decrease and vice versa. Another important factor that affects the price of a bond is the credit risk. The credit risk refers to the risk that the bond issuer will default, which, as we talked about, is basically comply with their debt obligations. Bonds that are issued by companies or municipalities that have a lower credit rating are considered to be riskier investments since uh, based on their history, they may not be able to default on their debt obligations. And bond issued by entities such as governments, which have a higher credit rating, will be safer. Therefore, the higher the credit risk, the lower the price of the bond. The supply and demand of a bond can also affect its price. So when demand for a bond is high, its price will rise. And when the demand is low, its price will fall. This is just uh, economics concepts of supply and demand. And this happens because the higher the demand for a bond, the greater the competition among buyers, which will drive the price higher. Finally, the bond's coupon rate and maturity date also affect the bond's price. Bonds with higher coupon rates will tend to have a higher price than bonds with lower coupon rates. And bonds with a longer maturity date will will tend to have a higher price than bonds with a shorter maturity date. So let's briefly address a bond's coupon rate, which is a very important concept. The coupon rate of a bond is determined by the bond issuer at the time of issuance. It is the interest rate that the bond pays to the bond holder, usually on a semi-annual basis. The coupon rate is expressed as a percentage of the bond's face value. So all of this is what we already talked about and what we already analyzed. But now let's get in more deep uh, let's talk deeper about the bond coupon rate. So, in general, the coupon rate is determined based on the issuer's issuer's credit worthiness, which we also talked about. So, a bond issued by a highly credit credit worthy issuer, such as the U.S. government, may have a lower coupon rate than a bond issued by a less credit worthy issuer, such as a small privately held company. This is because investors demand higher yields to compensate them for the greater risk of default associated with less credit worth issuers. So basically, if a business is uh, less risky to not comply with its obligations, the coupon rate will be lower because investors will, be, will want to buy the bond uh, even if the coupon rate is low, as low as it is, given it is safe. So, the coupon rate also reflects the prevailing interest rate environment at the time of issuance. When interest rates are high, new bonds are issued with higher coupon rates, which make them more attractive to investors. When interest rates are low, new bonds are issued with lower coupon rates, making them less attractive to investors. In summary, the price of a bond is determined by various factors, such as interest rates, credit risk, supply and demand, coupon rate, and maturity date. The price of a bond changes over time as these these factors change. The bond's price can be affected by market conditions, credit worthiness of the issuer, the bond's coupon rate and maturity, and the overall supply and demand of the bond. It's essential for an investor to keep an eye on these factors when investing in bonds, so they can be able to evaluate their investments and make more informed decisions. Now, let's talk about one of the most common bonds for investors in the U.S., the U.S. Treasury bond. U.S. Treasury bonds are issued by the U.S. Department of the Treasury and are considered to be among the safest investments available. They are backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, making them a very low risk option for investors. So, Treasury bonds are issued in various maturities, from two-year to 30-year bonds. The longer the maturity, the higher the yield, which is the interest rate that the bond pays. So they always offer a fixed rate of interest, which is known as the coupon rate, that is paid to the bondholder every six months until the bond matures. At maturity, the face value of the bond is returned to the bondholder. When investing in treasury bonds, it's important to keep in mind that bond prices and interest rates have an inverse relationship, which we already talked about. Another factor to keep in mind is inflation the purchasing power of the interest payments and the return principle can be affected by inflation. So inflation, which is when the prices of the overall economy rise, can erode the value of the bond's fixed interest payments over time, which can decrease the bond's real return. Another feature to consider is the primary market and secondary market for treasury bonds. Treasury bonds can be purchased directly from the US Department of the Treasury, or later on the secondary market. It is important to know that when buying bonds from primary market, the buyer gets the full face value of the bond. But when buying from the secondary market, the bond can be sold for more or less for more or less than its face value depending on the interest rate payments. Well, we have now learned a lot about bonds. However, why should you even bother to purchase a bond? Here are some of the main advantages. First of all, income. The bonds provide a steady stream of income in the form of interest payments. There's also diversification, which, uh, since bonds can help diversify a portfolio by providing an alternative source of returns. And also tax advantage, since interest income from bonds is usually taxed at a lower rate than income from other types of investments. It's worth noting that the advantages and suitability of bonds in an investment portfolio will depend a lot on the investor's personal objectives, risk tolerance, and current market conditions. Therefore, it's important to consult with a financial advisor to understand how bonds may fit into an investment strategy. Evidently, while there are many advantages to purchasing a bond, there are also some potential risks such as the credit risk, which is the risk that the bond issuer will default on its debt obligations and not pay you the interest it owes you. There's also the inflation risk, which we talked about that inflation can influence how much money you actually gain from the bond. And there's also the liquidity risk, which is the risk that the bond may be difficult to sell at a reasonable price, especially in times of market stress. So it's very important to keep these risks and to work with a financial advisor, to understand which type of bond investment may be appropriate for an investor's individual investment goals. While bonds can offer a relatively low-risk investment, there are still risks associated with investing in bonds, and investors should be prepared to take them on. None of this I have talked about is investing advice, so always refer to an an actual financial advisor. So, this is all for today's episode. In the next episode, we will go more in depth about real estate, such as understanding what they are and how they work. Trust me, real estate is complicated but extremely important to understand. If you have listened until now, thank you so much. And I genuinely hope you have learned a bit more about how bonds work, uh, what the terms associated with bonds mean, and how the price of a bond is defined and much more. So thank you so much. Uh, I hope uh, you understand how important it is to invest and always do your own research. Let's keep working towards a more financially literate world. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you soon.